Welcome once again to Oak Chapel United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor John Finn. It's great to have you with us here on this Sunday, another special Sunday. This is Mother's Day. And mothers are so very special. We want to honor them today and really every day, but especially on this one Sunday a year that we set aside for them. Unfortunately, once again, we're not able to worship in person, but I hope you have an opportunity to somehow reach out to your mother today Tell her how much you love her and how much you appreciate her. We realize, obviously, that a number of mothers are in places where they cannot be reached, and uh, it makes it very, very difficult and, and, and very heart-wrenching. So uh, certainly our thoughts go out to all of you today on this bittersweet day, a day in which we celebrate our mothers and offer our, our love and thanksgiving for them, but also uh, the, uh, the difficulty in being able to really reach out and touch them as we would like. Now, one of the things that we learned from our mothers, among the many things that they taught us over the years, is that of assurance. It was always our mother who sort of sat with us during the storms and let us know that things would be okay, that this storm would pass, and that we would be okay, and everything would work out for the better. And so we might be missing that now because we perhaps cannot be with our mother or perhaps our mother has passed and uh, is no longer with us. So it is, in fact, a bittersweet day for all of us. But for me and perhaps for many of you, it was my mother and my father who introduced me to the faith, to the Lord, to the church, to the idea of worship, and love and service and compassion. She was the one that linked me, again, along with my father, and so I'm eternally grateful to her for that, for her kindness, for her gentleness, for her forgiveness, for her grace, for her mercy. I learned so much from her. So today on this Mother's Day, we celebrate and thank all mothers as we uh, reflect on what a great gift motherhood is for all of us. So let us open today with a word of prayer. Almighty God, we are thankful for your presence with us today and every day in good times and in bad. We're also quite thankful for the gift of motherhood, for their guidance, for all that they brought to us, the way they enlightened us, the way that they led us, the way that when necessary they admonished us. We are thankful for the path that they set out before us. So today we give you thanks, Lord, for all mothers as we lift them up. And also, Lord, we give thanks for the opportunity to serve you because we understand that you are our great ally and that we can always come to you for assurance and affirmation in these difficult and uncertain times. So we ask you to be with us as we celebrate and worship today. Although we are separated by distance, we are united by the Spirit. We give you thanks and praise and ask you to be with us here today and always. In your most holy name we pray. Amen. So when I was young, not that many years ago, although some might say it was a number of years ago, and I guess, uh, to be honest, it's been a while, but we had this tradition in our home, and I think many homes at the time, that we would eat dinner together, and that was something that uh, kind of a lost art in many households today. But we would gather around the table, we would say grace, we would enjoy a meal, and then we would uh, get together, gather up the dishes, and we'd all gather around the television, 
and watch the six o'clock news. Now, admittedly, as a youngster, I wasn't all that interested in what was being said. But as I grew older, I understood that it was important to keep up with events across our nation and around the world and became much more interested in, in the news. Of course, times have changed greatly in that period and uh, many newscasts are adjusting, many stations are adjusting. So instead of a, a newscast at just six o'clock and 11, now there's newscasts at four and five and seven and throughout the evening, 10 o'clock as well. And of course, many of the cable network, networks are news nonstop um, around the clock. Many of our younger people are accessing their news in different ways on their phone and tablet, other personal devices, perhaps their laptop or computer. Uh, so many people are coming to get the news in many different ways. So it has forced the traditional news outlets to change what they're doing. And Channel 3 in Cleveland has come up with what I thought is a, a pretty novel idea. They're actually naming their newscast. So instead of the news at 6 or the news at 11, they have names for it, like what matters most or front row. And they have decided to name their 11 o'clock news, I think rather appropriately, what's next? Wouldn't we all like to know the answer to that? That in part is why we have tuned in all these years to find out what might happen next. So especially in these troubled times, we're all wondering what is next? What is on the horizon? Of course, an argument can be made that perhaps we don't really want to know what's coming next. We were gathered here, what, four months ago on Christmas Eve. It was a very festive celebration. 100 plus people in our sanctuary. A real evening of, of joy and fellowship and celebration. If I happened to know at that time and told you, well, celebrate tonight because there is a worldwide pandemic coming. I don't think anybody would have wanted to hear that news on Christmas Eve. And had I known, I don't think I would have wanted to share that information at that time. So the question is, do we really want to know what's next? As we look at things from a spiritual perspective and our faith, we can seek through Scripture various ways to process what's next and how to prepare for it. Among all the wisdom that comes through Scripture, perhaps the most important, I think, comes from the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus himself tells us some insight as to what we might think about what's next, specifically from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, and I'm sure this will be very familiar passage to you. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow, they do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, 
you of little faith. So do not worry by saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So we've heard that passage many, many times. And as we reflect on various parts of it, the first thing I think about is the birds in the field. Now, the term bird brain is rather a derogatory concept, right? Poor birds, very small brains, right? We don't think they know that much, so we sometimes insult one another, although we shouldn't, by saying, oh, that person's just a bird brain, right? But when you think about it, the bird does not have to worry or be consumed by the concern of what that bird will eat the next day, where the shelter will come from. And it's hard to imagine this, but do the birds themselves have greater faith than we do? That's what we think about as we are admonished in this scripture. You of little faith. We worry about countless things, things over which we have no control. And we are reminded through scripture that we need to step back, relax, reflect on our faith, and to have faith in our God who provides for us in all different situations wherever we are. So in many respects, in terms of the question, what's next, we really don't have to worry. Because as Scripture tells us, can any of us add even one day, one hour to our life by worrying? Some of us, including me, I'll admit, occasionally will worry about something in the hopes that it'll counteract what will happen. If I worry about this, it won't really come to pass, you know? Kind of a silly concept, I guess. But really, worry is a burden. It drags us down. It prevents us from living a whole and complete life for God, for others, and for ourselves. So Jesus makes it very clear in this passage that worry should not have a part in our lives. However, he also knows that we are prone to worry. So what do we do about it? What do we contemplate? What do we think about when we ask that question, what's next? In this current pandemic, everybody is looking toward a brighter tomorrow. And that's a good thing. We should be optimistic about what is to come. But we really don't know. And occasionally they sprinkle in a little bit of bad news, like next winter, it's going to be even worse. Yikes. The doomsday prophets, right? That's something we really, we really don't want to hear. But is there anything we can do about it at this time? Probably not. But what we can do is we can rest on our faith. And I would argue that this time of separation, this time of seclusion, this time when our life has slowed considerably compared to what we're used to, it has in fact given us an opportunity to not only contemplate what is next, but as another Channel 3 newscast names itself, what matters most? Perhaps that's the most important question we can ask at this time. What really matters? What matters most at this time? We're concerned about our finances, understandably so. We're concerned about all sorts of other things, about our businesses, 
about things that we enjoy, our leisure. How is our life going to be interrupted or changed? It's understandable. But what really matters most? What matters first and foremost is our relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That is the foundation of our faith. That's really what gives us the strength that we need to persevere in times like this. What also matters is the encouragement that we give to others. Based on our faith, no matter how feeble or frail we might think we are, we do have strength in the faith. And so we can take that faith and build on that faith and strengthen that faith so that we then are empowered to reach out to others and to lift them up and to give them hope and to give them an opportunity, perhaps, to come to the Lord and establish a relationship of their own. And wouldn't that be great? Here we are again on this Sunday morning when the sanctuary, unfortunately, is empty. But even when we come to gather again, and I'm hopeful that that day is coming very soon, we're still a little sparse. We have plenty of room, plenty of vacancies. Maybe our prayer can be that the Lord will bring people to this church so that they can find, establish, develop, and cultivate that relationship with Him. And in turn, their children, and so that the future of the church can be bright and strong. That's what matters most, and that's what we all hope is next for our church and for our future. Let us pray. Great and glorious God, we know of your power and might, your grace and your mercy. But so often, we look for answers elsewhere. We seek where we will not find. And so today, on this Sunday morning, we come to you, a day in which we celebrate the gift of motherhood. We also celebrate the gift of salvation, the gift that comes through our relationship with you. We continue, Lord, during this time to ask the question, what's next? But we realize that we rarely know the answer to that. So today, once again, we pledge to put our full faith and trust in you, seeking your light, following your word, and putting our complete faith and trust in you so that when we ponder the question, what's next, we can respond, it really doesn't matter as long as we are with you and you are with us. This we pray in your most holy name. Amen. So we talked about others, and that really should be our focus during this time. If our faith is strong and solid and secure, it doesn't mean that we don't occasionally waver and get shaken a little bit in the storm, but we're okay. We stand on solid ground, but so many others do not. So I would invite you during this time to think about someone in your life that maybe you could reach out to when the time is appropriate and the restrictions are lifted, although we don't even have to wait that long. We can always pick up the phone, make a call, send a text send an email, 
Reach out to someone that you think might be struggling a little bit, might be hurting, and give them some assurance of brighter days ahead through the faith that you stand on so firmly. So today, in this part of our service, we lift up others. We lift up those who are wondering, those who are lost, those who travel in darkness. We ask that uh, the Lord's light may reach them and that we may, in fact, be the conduit, that we may be the one to reach out to them and extend a hand and lift them up and put our arm around their shoulder, social distancing or no social distancing, even if it has to be in a figurative sense that we might be able to reach out and give them that hope and that encouragement that comes through faith. None of us knows what's next, but it really doesn't matter as long as we walk in the faith with Him. And so, as an affirmation of our faith, as we come together again today, let us lift up His name as we say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So now as we prepare to depart once again, we're going to remain hopeful and optimistic that we will have a chance very soon, we hope, maybe even as early as next week, an opportunity to gather here in person. But before we do that, I want to make a couple of real quick announcements. As many of you may know, this church has a bell, perhaps even the original bell that dates back some 200 years, but it has not rung for a number of years. That bell is in the process of being repaired, and soon, one day, here on the top of this hill, in the borough of Jefferson, that bell will ring out and call attention to this sanctuary, to the God that we serve, and the hope that we have. So we look forward to that as well. One of the things that I'm also very excited about is an endeavor on the part of this church, and many other churches have done this over the years, especially recently. Oak Chapel has formed a food pantry and resource center. It is now open, and it is now available. It is directed toward our friends and neighbors in Jefferson, but if you happen to be seeing this outside of that area, we welcome you if you find yourself in need. You can simply call the church or stop by during our regular business hours, Monday through Thursday, from 9 a.m. to 12 noon. We'll be happy to get you checked in and, and get some food for you and, and for your family uh, if you have that need. So keep that in mind. We hope it uh, will become a flourishing center of hope and provide sustenance for our friends and for our neighbors. If you find yourself in a position where you are able to contribute, we would welcome you to do that as well. We gladly accept donations. So for now, we will depart and say farewell, knowing, believing that we will again gather together either through this medium which we certainly enjoy and appreciate or perhaps in person but now as we go forth from this place 
let us keep in mind that we may not know what's next, but now we have a better concept of what matters most. Lord God, we ask you to continue to guide us and direct us, to be with us, to strengthen us, to give us the full faith and hope and assurance that we can continue to walk with you and to lift up others along the way. This we pray in your most holy name. Amen.